Live from the Youth Today studio at Kennesaw State University, you're listening to Watchdogs Radio. Watchdogs Radio is a production of the Watchdogs program of the National Center for Fathering. For more information, go to fathers.com slash watchdogs. Also brought to you in cooperation with Youth Today. Youth Today is a publication of the Center for Sustained Journalism at Kennesaw State University. If you want to know what's going on with Youth Today, go to youthtoday.org. Well, good afternoon on the East Coast. Good morning on the West Coast. You are listening to Watch Dogs Radio. I'm your host, Keith Shoemaker, broadcasting to you live from beautiful, sunny Atlanta, Georgia. And I know if you are uh, in the Midwest, you're probably uh, getting ready to cuss at me. But uh, I know uh, Ohio and uh, Michigan, West Virginia, uh, that middle part of the uh, country there, sort of the mid, uh, some people refer to the Mideast, Midwest, <laughs> um, taking a, a beating today. And, and definitely we are, uh, we are thinking of you. But uh, after the uh, two inches of ice we had uh, not too long ago and the, uh, the abuse we took over that, um, we're glad to be enjoying some sunny weather. Well, I would like to welcome you to Watch Dogs Radio. If you would like to join us, please feel free to give us a call at 215-383-3728, 215-383-3728, and we will get the chat line open on here as well. So if you're too shy to talk to us, uh, you can send a message on a chat on Facebook at uh, Watchdogs, W-A-T-C-H, space D period O period G period S, and we are glad to have you with us. Well, I would like to bring in two of my best friends in the world. Uh, first of all, my normal regular co-host at the Mothership in Springdale, Arkansas, my good friend Chris Dannenauer. How are you today, Chris? Keith, I'm good. And hey, before I forget, I just want to uh, send a special shout out to Monica and her family. Uh, we all three know Monica, and she's done some great work there uh, in Ohio. And just wanted just to tell her, hey, we're thinking about your family and your loss, and just know that. Uh, you know, uh, your family's in our prayers. But, Keith, I'm good here. We're good here. It is sunny here in Springdale, so I think it's supposed to be in the 60s today, so things are looking up. Well, yeah, I actually had an uh, impromptu uh, truck washing party today. Uh, my, you know, sometimes you got to watch what's going on. My 10-year-old daughter thought it would be nice and cool. You know, when, you're, when you do have a little bit of snow and, and the salt, and, and in the south here they put sand on the roads, your truck can get a little bit dirty. Did your did your uh, your vehicle get dirty over the last couple of weeks, there, Chris? <clears throat> oh yes, sir. Yes, sir. And so we we washed our, our little Ford Flex uh, on <laughs> Saturday. Uh, I told Eric uh, Monday that uh, the whole time, you know, at Boomerang Car Wash, they mm-hmm. had a, probably at least eleven cars, uh, <laughs> you know, in line to wash. You know, three getting washed and eight trying to go in and about mm-hmm. eight cars vacuuming uh, their cars. So, I mean, we spent a good hour there, you know, vacuuming out our car from all the sand and grit that got into the uh, floorboards and, uh, you know, washing out the leather seats and then going mm-hmm. to the car wash. So, uh, yeah. Well, well it was I a beautiful- didn't really... I didn't really plan on washing my truck today, but my 10-year-old decided that it was a pretty neat idea to uh, 
write her name in the dirt on the side of my truck and then put some uh some snazzy stuff on there so uh so we kind of had an impromptu uh car washing party and she learned how to wash a truck today so that was kind of cool <laughs> well, well, well good for her hey you know what we're always learning and so you know she learned you know what not to do to dad's, what not to do to dad's truck and how to wash it so exactly or what happens when you do those kind of things anyway so uh Anyhow, well, uh, I would like to uh, also bring on a uh, another regular guest on the show here. Uh, actually, the uh, person who gives us permission to be here and have so much fun, uh, our executive director, Eric Snow. Welcome to Watch Dogs Radio, sir. Been a while since we've heard from you. How you doing? Uh, it's, it has been a while, yeah, so I'm glad to be back on with you guys. And it's going great, I tell you. Uh, hard to believe I looked at Valerie the other day, and I said, can you believe that it's already halfway through February? I don't know where the year has gone, but I know that uh, Watch Dogs has, has hit the uh, hit the new year on a fast pace. We've we've already traveled quite a bit and, and had quite a few conferences. We've got a lot of exciting things coming up, and I'm looking forward to talking with you guys uh, and our listeners about that today. Exactly. i got a few things that I, uh, I wanted to bring up. I know... Uh, well, one one thing that we'll we'll talk about in a, in a good bit of detail here uh, that was just announced this week. But uh, I think you were just in Chicago, is that right? Can you tell us a little bit I about was. that? Yeah, last last week on the 11th, uh, the Illinois Fatherhood Initiative celebrated their 17th anniversary, and there's really a, a special connection between, of course, our organization, our parent organization, the National Center for Fathering, and uh, IFI, uh, Illinois Fatherhood Initiative. Uh, their founder, David Hirsch, uh, actually kicked that program off or that organization off 17 years ago last uh, week. That So the 11th was actually the day that the founder of the National Center for Fathering, Ken Canfield, had uh, befriended him and, and, and traveled to Chicago to help uh, sort of uh, inaugurate this program. So 17 years later, it's still going strong. They've got a lot of Great things in the pipeline that they're already working on. Of course, they have a great um, Father of the Year essay contest they do there with the Sox. And also uh, they help promote watchdogs in not just Chicago but the state of Illinois. We're really trying to work with them to, to ramp that up and do even more. So, yeah, I was in Chicago and got to meet some of the, the administrators from the school district. They're very excited about the program, and I've been doing a lot of follow-ups uh, since then. It's really been great. Well, good deal. Now, not only are we doing good in Chicago, uh, you had mentioned there, or you had been to, uh, I think, Nashville since we last talked. Um, Gosh, is that right? We, I, surely we did a show on that. I hope we did. Yeah, Nashville uh, is just fantastic. We had made contact with uh, some of the folks at the uh, Parental Advisory Council in Nashville. They have a really great organization there that is actually a, a parental advisement organization to um, the superintendent, uh, Dr. Jesse Register of the uh, school district. And so we, uh, I became friends and associated with some folks there through some work we were doing uh, with through PTA, through an urban training initiative we were helping out with this summer. They invited us to come and present this at their PAC meeting, uh, Parental Advisory Council. And then subsequently they made the decision to launch the program or encourage every school, I was going to say launch the program in every school in Nashville. They did it the, the smart way, the way that it should be done. The superintendent uh, recommended 
that everybody started, that they could look at it, let the principals come on at their own pace. And we've had a number that already have. And, uh, gosh, I think it's probably, gosh, 15 or 20 schools already. And, Chris, you could probably check me on that. But uh, a large number of schools have already committed. Of course, we, we sponsored them with uh, several startup kits because of their big commitment. And, yeah, we're just excited to help these schools, you know, get going on it. We really appreciate the commitment of the school district. That's the first time we've ever had uh, that sort of top-down approach in a school district that size. So, size. So, we're open to launch it in all 150 plus schools. Wow, that that's amazing. I mean, Nashville is such a great city. I've had a chance to visit there a couple of times, and and of course, there's so much going on there. Um, it, it's just it's real exciting to uh, see our our program growing there as well as everywhere else. Well, um, it is, and and, and, and I, I got to travel to a couple of schools. Um, and talk to a number of, of principals, you know, during this process. And, and the local news station did some great, great press on it, Channel 5 there. And so there's several things. People want to go to the website. They can see how well they publicize this. But, you know, everybody that I spoke with just has so much confidence in that school district leadership and some of the innovative things that they're doing. And I can go into a lot of detail, but it's, it's on their website. And it has to do with the services that schools are providing uh, to the communities in addition to, the things that they're doing uh, to educate the kids and make sure that they do uh, graduate uh, on time uh, with a good education and prepared for some post-secondary education, hopefully. Um, and so it's really great to see a, a school district that has so much going on embrace watchdogs. We're glad for any school district, but we're not surprised it's a school district that we know had to look at the program very, very closely uh, before, you know, they made that decision. So we think that says a lot for for the program and the schools that are already running the program because they're the ones that, you know, are the ones that get examined when schools are, you know, considering bringing it on board, and they're doing a great job with making it work for them. So we're glad for that. Well, good deal. And, and of course, we've got so many other uh, opportunities coming up. Uh, I know I'm going to be traveling down to Columbus, Georgia, here next week uh, for the Georgia Middle Schools Association. That'll be my second time to that uh, conference. And uh, it's a good conference, a great audience for us. And, of course, we've seen the largest growth in our program at the middle school level. Um, and, and I think Chris will back me up on this uh, in, in quite a while. And what it seems to be is that the guys are growing up with the kids. I, mean, I know that's what's happened with me. Uh, you know, my daughter is now in eighth grade. But we're getting ready um, to see her move on to high school, and, and we're in a situation where we're able to run the program at both the middle school and the high school. So that's been uh, that's been pretty good. And uh, I haven't talked to you, Eric, since we did our donuts with Dad. We had a great turnout um, last yep. uh, last Friday, just before uh, Snowpocalypse Two here in Atlanta. <laughs> I saw some photos uh, from Pickett's Mill, but uh, that's that's your old school. That's where you got it started, yes. and they had a great turnout too. So there, that's a lot to be said for that. Uh, keeping that going forward, and, and with without the original top dog or the principal, the original principal. So mm-hmm. you all have did a great job in, in keeping that thing going too. Well, Eric, and I don't know if you had a chance to listen last week. I know you've been pretty busy. Um, our guest last week was uh, the original principal at Pickett's Mill that uh, that started together with me in the Watchdogs program, Sheila Chesser. And, Sheila Chesser, uh, and we, yeah. Yes, and, and we're very proud that uh, uh, Pickett's Mill also participates in the uh, Franklin Covey Leader and Me program, and they have been named a lighthouse school 
which is a huge uh, six-year task, huge accomplishment, great honor for that school. There are only, out of thousands of Leader and Me schools across the country, there are only 64, actually they're, they're around the world, um, they're, they're one of only 64 uh, lighthouse schools in uh, the Leader in, Leader in Me program, and, and only the second in Georgia. So we're very proud of what they've done there. And they're actually having their Leadership Day um, coming up this Friday. That is where they get to showcase all of the great things that they've done. And, and the neat thing about it is it's the students that run it. It's the students that are the leaders, and they've learned to be leaders and have learned to show um, th- those leadership qualities um, through this program, and it's really been amazing. And, of course, Sheila has gone on. Um, after retirement, she now actually works for uh, Franklin Covey promoting the Leader in Me program. So it was a great honor to be able to talk to her. And I certainly want to give credit to uh, the current principal, Jenny Douglas, uh, yes. who has, uh, has taken that uh, taken that role on and continued with that program and, and with a great, great deal of success. So really, really proud of them. So and then well, uh, and let's see. Yeah, I was just going to say, I was going to add to that. I mean, that 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 just proves, you know, what we already know is, is that the schools, well, let me just back up and say, sometimes there's a misconception about the Watchdog program. I know you guys have heard this, that, you know, well, you bring a Watchdog program in and it has these benefits, but many times schools go, well, we have a great school. You know, we, we don't, we're not trying to fix anything. And that's mm-hmm. a misconception that the Watchdog program is there as a remedy, you know, in every case. It's really not. And what it is is, in most cases, schools that already have so many things going well that are innovative, that are forward-thinking, uh, are willing to to do a program like this because they know what the outcome is going to be, and and they also recognize, you know, a, a school-friendly program when they see it, and something will help them contribute, you know, and achieve the goals they already have for their school. So, you know, the the fact you've got two uh, great principals in 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 a great school there um, that are willing to do watchdogs, you know, with everything else they've got going, being so successful. Again, I think that just says a great deal for the program and, and for them. We we appreciate them. I mean, that's what makes sure. it work. And and one other thing to throw, I mean, it just goes to show you that a that a great school and great leadership, it it's not just like you said is you know watchdogs isn't a remedy for something, but it's showing that you know this is a high functioning school that can do a lot that has great parental involvement. Um, I'm even going to throw another one at you here, Eric. On the 28th right. of this month, we're having our first our first uh, all pro dad day. So oh, is we that are right? uh, yeah. yeah exactly I'm uh I'm I I'm not quite to the level of being a co-captain but I am uh I am helping <laughs> out with the program and I'm very excited to uh to see that and to show that you know here's a school that is that is doing three major programs uh, and leader of me is totally separate from the father involvement as- aspect of watchdogs right. and, and and all pro dad so hey let me uh let me take a quick of course, break let me just here say this. And... We, we, we love we love all pro dad we love our partnership with them and looking forward to working with them again uh, a couple times this year i know for sure one would be at the national uh conference at pta in june and the other one at an event we'll talk about here probably shortly in october okay let me take a quick break here Hey, Dad, have you ever wanted to know what my day is really like at school? Now you can find out. You can be a watchdog for a day at my school. DOG stands for Dad's a Great Student. Watchdogs are great. They greet me and my friends at the door in the morning and spend time with
with us in our classrooms, at lunch, at recess, and at the end of the day, they make sure we go safe. I know my education is important to you, and I would be so proud if you could come. Madison's dad has already volunteered, and he is coming back again soon. I love you, Dad. Go to fathers.com slash watchdogs. Exactly. We love hearing those little voices talking about how great the watchdog program is. And, and when <laughs> you, that. if you're listening... If you, exactly. If you're listening to our, uh, our program today and you would like to learn more about the Watchdogs program, first of all, what you can do right now is give us a call and talk to us directly at 215-383-3728. That's 215-383-3728. Or you can go to fathers.com slash watchdogs and learn all about our program and what we do. Basically, here's what we do. We teach the schools how to get parent involvement by way of reaching out to the men in the community, the fathers, grandfathers, uncles, big brothers, but you get them to just ask one simple thing, take a day off of work out of 180 that there is a school minus the snow days, but 180 days normally of of the school, um, just take one and, and step back through those doors and find out what it's like today in education versus what it was when we went to school because it's not the same. And we need to do everything we can as parents, as community leaders, to be there to support our schools, to support our teachers, to support our administrators, and most importantly, to support our students. Well, as we go into the second half of our program today, um, we had a great announcement from National PTA this past week, and we are really excited about that. And uh, Eric, since you're kind of a a pivotal role in all this, I'm going to let you make the announcement on Watchdogs Radio. Well, that's great, Dan. I kind of gave a little teaser to it uh, before the break there. But this year, Watchdogs will once again be the premier sponsor for the National PTA Male Engagement Conference that's going to take place October 24th through the 26th in Hotlanta, Georgia. I don't think it'll be hot then, but uh, in Atlanta, Georgia, at the Embassy Suites Hotel. Yeah, you you can always hope. And last year was the first one ever. It was a historic event. It went just uh, beautifully. It was in Kansas City. We had worked with National PTA to, to bring it there and had a, a great slate of speakers and workshops. And it was just really a great two days. And, and our goal last year was to have 100 people attend uh, from around the country, some, some key players. We're trying to get as many of the state uh, PTA representatives there as we can, male engagement uh, representatives or, or membership uh, chairs to this event, but this year we're shooting for 200, so it's still going to be a fairly intimate event, meaning that everybody will get to meet everyone, so it'll be a great networking opportunity. We're in the process of lining up uh, the workshops and the speakers. In fact, tonight there's a call I'll be participating uh, in with the uh, National PTA Mail Engagement Committee, and uh, so just save the date at this point. Uh, People can just put those dates on their uh, calendar for October, and again, that is October 24th through the 26th, and it'll be in Atlanta. And uh, I, I have to say that even though uh, I think it's great that y'all are coming to see me, um, I, I really can't afford to buy lunch for everybody, but I'll see what I can do. <laughs> um, but, uh, but, yeah, I had nothing to do with them picking Atlanta, but I am sure glad they did because it's going to make things uh, a, a lot easier, and we'll be happy to show you some great Southern hospitality. Um, one of the a couple of questions I, d- I did want to ask, Eric, is, I mean, there's a lot that goes into putting one of these conferences together from the, uh, you know, just 
just setting the date, setting the location, setting the, the number of people, the speakers of that. Um, can you kind of give us a little bit of background on, on how, how that's been going and maybe give some credit to some of the people that have, um, that have done some of the work? Well, I tell you what, uh, I would just give credit, number one, to the entire staff at, uh, at, at, at National PTA. We've had the opportunity to work very closely with them, as, as you guys know, over the last several years, since 2008, when we formed the, the MORE Alliance, Men Organized to Raise Engagement. And the staff is just beautiful. I mean, they're, they're so professional. They're, so, they're, they're not only just responsive, they anticipate the needs, but uh, we're working really closely uh, for a second year with uh, Joy Lindsay uh, there with National, and, and Joy and her team just do a fantastic job. There is a, a flyer that was created, uh, sort of a save-the-day flyer we're going to be pushing out to our schools. Um, here probably in the next, I don't know, couple of three weeks, right, Chris? I mean, the, the, uh, they can't even start registering until April, so that's an important thing to mention, uh, sort of save the date of October 24th, but also uh, we'll send this notice out before April, but that's when uh, registration will open. But, uh, yeah, it does take a lot of work. You know, in fact, what we, you know, every two years, National PTA switches leadership. And, of course, uh, this last year, uh, leadership changed. We have a new president. Uh, of course, he's been in, in the position for a number of months now, but Otha Thornton wanted to carry uh, the uh, male engagement conference forward that Betsy had started uh, in the second year of her tenure. And uh, we, we didn't get it uh, together uh, quick enough to do it in February again like it was last year, but that really turned out to be a great thing because by doing it in October and starting this soon on it, we're going to be able to expand the size of it, uh, but also give everybody a chance to get it in their budget. All state PTAs have to turn their budgets in, I think, in uh, July or August, and so they'll be able to turn in a budget with uh, at least uh, one expense for one attendee, hopefully, to go to this event in October, but PTA has just been great. And also, the you know the, the More Alliance members, all pro dad, strong fathers, strong families, working with them. They're going to be there doing workshops and providing content, uh, along with some prizes, some surprises rather, and some prizes. So everybody, get it on mm -hmm. your schedule. Uh, look for more information before April, where you can register. Okay, and, and of course, that's right, the, uh... Keith. We, Keith, we will be sending out an email. Eric and I uh, did talk about that uh, yesterday. So, you know, uh, once sometime in April we'll have the email go out and, and let's let dads know, let principals know, let uh, you know them know about the uh, the male engagement conference in Atlanta. Now this is um, this, let me make sure I've got this right. This year we're able to give a little more of a open invitation than we did last year. Is that correct, Eric? Or are we still where where are we on that as far as if somebody, say, for instance, somebody in Atlanta wanted to come yeah. to the conference, they can register just the same as anybody else, or do they have to go through their local PTA to register? Uh, no. My understanding is, and, I, and, and you know, we'll get all this cleared up before we do the official invites, but that's I did get the permission from uh, National PTA to, to push that flyer out to all of our contacts. So that's a clear indication to me that, you know, we're really wanting to expand it to, to whoever we can get. Now, they would, I'm sure, I know for a fact, they're going to be holding X number of invitations open initially, uh, way before we get to a point of a sellout, just because there are some, they want to make sure that if 
you know, if the state leaders are able to attend, that they have the option to do that. And uh, mm-hmm. I actually believe that, you know, the way they've got it structured is if we see a really great turnout and we need to add, you know, another 50 or 100 seats, I would imagine PTA would do what they normally do in a situation like that is, is respond in a big way to that opportunity. So, um, mm-hmm. gosh, yeah, let's get everybody on board and get as many there as we can and see if we can create that problem, having a sellout. Oh, How about that? <laughs> absolutely. And, and, of course, I'm familiar with uh, Embassy Suites. It's a great venue. So um, that will be a, a good, good chance to do that. It's uh, right there at the airport. So if you're going to be flying in from out of town, uh, it's an easy shot to just fly into the world's busiest airport because it's so easy to get in and out and around that airport. But, um, but well, I uh, what, I, I, did, did I catch a little bit of irony in that when you said that? Just, <laughs> <laughs> I think you're being well, ironic. But I will say I do have I do have an unfair advantage. Uh, I do get in and out of that airport quite a bit, but uh, I yeah, uh, I have an unfair advantage. You, you know, you, you get to go in all the restricted areas, don't you? Actually, uh, you have to be one at one of those stations to actually get that kind of access. But uh, but I do uh, I do have the opportunity to get around and get familiar with uh, how to get in and get around there and the transportation system and everything. So uh, so yeah, uh, you know, and I, I got a lot of friends down there too. <laughs> yeah, you do. I, I I fly into Atlanta as you know a lot. Uh, everywhere I go, it seems like I, I transfer through Atlanta, and uh, I always see. Uh, the Atlanta Fire Department, you know, the, they're inside the airport. These guys are always spot on, always walking around looking good and looking sharp. And uh, But it is a, a great, uh, great venue, I think. Easy to get into. Hotels right there. You don't have to travel far. And most people don't know this, that uh, the Atlanta airport is actually larger than the city of Atlanta itself, I think, right? <laughs> it, it seems, seems like, like it, yeah. <laughs> Well, let's it, see. It I am great. looking so. at the um, at the schedule here. I did mention Georgia Middle School Association coming up uh, later this month, and then uh, the the day after that, you are going to be down in Orlando for the National Conference on Bullying. Do you have any information on that? Uh, it did be our second year for that one. Last year uh, was the first time we presented there, and it was received very well. And I was pleased that we were invited back. It's a great audience for us, everyone. Uh, that you know has had the program in their school or, or has looked at the program, our program online, understands that you know the positive male role models and the extra eyes and ears do go uh, a good deal uh, toward addressing bullying from the stance of you know the positive male role models, letting the kids see that this is what a bigger, stronger person does. They're they're attentive, they're polite, they're helpful, they're courteous. Uh, you know, there's a value on education. And, and hopefully that's a, a good thing. It's also a deterrent to have these guys there. So just to describe mm-hmm. these, uh, you know, this program to people that are there who are advocates of, you know, obviously eliminating bullying in our school to be received like that. So that's going to be a quick trip um, down there and, and doing the workshop. And then, uh, yeah, right out. And then the next day, I guess I'll be home one day, and then I'm heading out to uh, Texas down to Austin to Round Rock to a uh, – big event they've got down there it's the celebration of families they have every year and we're playing a big role in that that's an amazing first. event yeah, yeah we'll be looking forward to it? some more videos <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's a great so, group down there i mean round rock has been doing watchdogs for a number of years and they have it in i don't know how many schools do you think in round rock chris that are doing it we can tell exactly but i'll test your memory it's usually pretty good oh man i i'd have to say about 50 and i could be way off <laughs> 
Yeah, it's a lot. Wow. I mean, they they they're really in in the surrounding areas. So we're going to go down and be a part of that, and looking forward to that. And that takes you. Uh, into that the, takes uh, me to National, National Youth, Youth at Risk, Risk in Savannah, yeah. which is a excellent conference, huge conference down there. Um, we're actually uh, a, a partner with that uh, that organization, and that's out of uh, Georgia Southern University. And actually, one of the kids from our school just uh, just signed with the uh, Georgia Southern football team. So uh, congratulations to Luke Llewellyn. Um, for uh, getting a chance to go down to Georgia Southern on a, on a scholarship. So um, let's see. After that, you're going to Kentucky School Counselors in Lexington. Yep. And uh, then after that, uh, the next public event will be uh, National PTA Ledge up in uh, in, in Arlington in D.C. That's kind of cool. Yeah, that, that's 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 great. I'm going to have several days there. As a matter of fact, I'm going directly from Kentucky to uh, Virginia, and I've got a uh, couple of days of, for uh, board of director stuff for National PTA. I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, they they really always bring a lot of, of content, and uh, when we have the board meetings, and we get a lot of work done, and and it's just a great board to serve with, and I'm really. As I get down to the last couple of meetings, you know, I'm kind of getting melancholy since I'll be off the board uh, this June at National Conference will fulfill my two-year term obligation, and um, I'm going to miss a lot about it, so I'm looking forward mm-hmm. to this. And then that will take us into the LegCon, and uh, then out to L.A., my gosh, that will be just in the next uh, month. All that's going to happen in the next four weeks, hard to believe. Wow, wow, and I think we've got a couple more uh, getting ready to pop up there on the schedule. Well, let's see, as we wind down here, uh, once again, I would like to thank my boss, Eric Snow, for joining us, and Chris Dannenauer at the Watchdogs National Office in Springdale, Arkansas. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you, Keith. My pleasure, Keith. All right, well, as we wind on down... We are, uh, we've got a great schedule coming up in Watch Dogs Radio the next few weeks. Uh, next week on February 25th, we will have School Resource Officer Mark Hall from Rogersville, Missouri. On the 3rd, we will have Eric Landers with the Youth at Risk Conference. And then on March the 11th, we'll be hearing from Katie Greer, our techno-security expert. So remember, the only schools that don't have a Watch Dogs program are the ones that don't know enough about us. Thanks. See you next week.